So at the last, and in the end of the last episode, Nigel, we talked about this this episode being about communication, and I said conversation, you, and I said conversation, conversation, yeah, and we'll 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 explain why I picked that as a difference in a minute, but. You know, let's just recap the last two episodes. We've talked about a few things. We've talked about organizational support or operational support. Well, let's go back a second. In order to create focus, yep. you have to focus on fewer things. Yeah, exactly. You have to have an organizational support system. Part of it might be culture, might be how you work. And then the key, and that's why it's the middle letter and it holds everything, is about communication. Yep. And if you want to communicate to your families and you want to communicate in writing and you want to communicate to the universe what your goals are, you have got to learn to communicate well. And after 14 years since I wrote my original book, It's a Zoo Around Here, my new book, Zookeeper Rules for the Office, has officially come out. And it's really pretty and like full of big pretty images and stuff and it's it's about twice the thickness of the original book too right it's not only twice the thickness but we've introduced nine new animals nine yeah i knew there was like four what yeah we see how do we get to nine because one of the problems that we have in the workplace and internally is you have a dominant four animals which has always been our monkey elephant lion and dolphin yep but when we go rogue and when we lose focus and when we get disappointed, the animals will turn nasty. So when you start becoming late... Who goes rogue? Well, let me tell you what happens. So I'm okay with you being three minutes late, seven minutes late, 12 minutes late. But I'm telling you now, and this is quite serious. If you were half an hour late and I couldn't get hold of you, instead of me going dolphin and thinking, I hope you're okay... I would nearly go into what I call hyena mode. Because mm-hmm. up would come from me, you don't respect me, you can't be asked, you don't think it's that important. And when you got here, I'd be quite nasty. You yep. wouldn't necessarily know it, yep. but I'd make some sarcastic, jive comments. And I would nearly, and I'm being really serious, I'd probably create a little video to say, it's just strange that he doesn't value my time. Uh-huh. And there's a slight difference between the humour that you and I have as a monkey. But in organisations... Your salespeople who aren't treated well and who aren't given chocolate, who aren't given pats on the back, will go rogue and turn into hyenas. Yep. And that laughter that hyenas do, which you think they're doing, is not laughter in any shape or form. So in the book that I wrote, which I don't know if I've mentioned Zookeeper Rules for the Office, I explain why the animals go rogue. So what do you think dolphins turn into? Sharks. Very good. So what you see is these people who have been loving and nurturing and, you know, who all the time are supportive, but you start letting them down two or three times. And you and I, Neil, will have done it at some stage in our lives that someone who's very sweet-natured, because they're so sweet-natured, what we do is we just leave them alone and we ignore them, not meaningful, but it's not that important. Yep. They then turn what I call into a shark and then they start swimming around, circling and they will then smell bullshit from what we call two and a half miles away. They, I mean, sharks can smell blood in the water from two and a half miles. So if you think about your office 
and you think about how you communicate to people and you wonder why sometimes that lovely girl or boy, and I'm not being derogatory here, who are so sweet-natured all of a sudden turn on you, it's because you've disappointed them, you've let them down more than twice. And they find it difficult to forgive after a while. And then all that trust is gone. So if you're going to communicate from today your goals, you need to communicate to your team in a language they will understand. So me saying to you, for example, yeah, let's do 2020, I want to commit to another year, you're going to say, well, hold on, what does that mean? Because there are sometimes you go a little bit elephant on me. Me? Yes, you do. And let me tell you what elephants do when they're disappointed and they get angry. They turn rhino. Uh-huh. And what rhinoceroses do, and if you ever study rhinoceroses, and I've done lots of work this year on really understanding the animals, you don't see rhinoceroses very often. They're quite solitary. They hide... And then you piss them off and all of a sudden they charge. Uh-huh. And when they charge, it's ferocious, it's vicious, and they probably kill as many animals, sorry, they kill as many humans as probably sh- shooters and terrorists. It's an un- I can't believe said shooters, but it, it's unbelievable the damage they can create when they're not in control. Mm-hmm. So for you, we will have to sit down at the end of the podcast to work out the schedule for next year because you need to know some of this stuff because you've got a busy schedule next year, yeah. coaching and doing podcasts for other people. I'm not the only one you do it for. And with some of the new equipment you've got, I'm sure you could be doing some great podcasts for some of the people who are listening here today. And then you've got the last lot of people, which are the lions, who are ferocious in their own way. But if you really let them down... They will go solitary Mm -hmm. and they even eat their own. Mm -hmm. So you've got tigers that will just emerge Mm -hmm. and they don't mix. They just work on their own. Yeah. And so we've introduced new animals. So I'm asking all the listeners now to think about when you share your goals to your organization. Yep. You've got to be sharing your goals in a language they will understand. Otherwise they won't support you. Yep. And I'm sure you're going to say it's about each conversation but every person you communicate with, if you generally shout out your goals, you're going to get support from only 25% of people because mm. the other 75% won't understand. Mm. So it's interesting because as you were saying that, I was thinking you, you actually reinforced for me the reason I prefer the word conversation to communication because if people go solitary, they still communicate. As in, as people, as people close down, they'll still put out what they want, but they stop listening. And that's the difference for me. Conversation's two-way. Communication can be outgoing only. And I see a lot with businesses that I work with when it comes to things like marketing, they get heavily focused on what are we communicating? What are we putting out? What are we putting out? Well, they're not doing spending enough time going, okay, now what do our customers actually want? What are we listening to? What feedback are we getting from the things we've been putting? Especially in the digital world we're in right now, right? You put something up online, people can respond to it instantly. In fact, you go Facebook Live, they can respond to it while you're still doing it. You go YouTube live, they can respond to it while you're still doing it. You know, uh, LinkedIn's bringing out a live platform. It's in beta test at the moment. Same thing, right? All these different platforms, people can interact with you real time. And one of the mistakes I see people making is, you know, I'm not going to look at what's coming back towards me. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And you could go, yeah, well, you know, you're being yourself regardless. And in the old days, that was called line communication. Yeah. Because it was one way from the CEO, from the minister, exactly. whatever. And then what happens is, 
only a small amount of people listen to Bayern to that goal. Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's a bit of a cliched saying, but, you know, I was given one mouth and two ears in that ratio for a reason. You know, I'm supposed to listen twice as much as I speak, which as someone that gets paid to speak, you know, it's like, hello, what's this listening thing all about? But let's get realistic. If we don't give attention to the audience we're trying to serve, we don't understand the problems they're facing and the challenges they're facing and the things they're trying to do to move forward, we can't serve them properly. And the reason, in my mind, the reason every business or kind of organization exists is to solve problems for the people they serve. You know, it's basically who do you serve and what do you solve? Put in in those simpler terms, right? So if you know who you serve and you know what you solve, you can keep moving forward. But what if the problems change? What if the challenges change? What if the goals, outcomes, requirements, whatever word you want to use, change, and you've stopped listening? Now, suddenly, your communication doesn't work anymore. And go one stage further, you have lots and lots of people to communicate with who are speaking a totally different language. Yep. And so you've got to vary your tone, your pace, your vernacular. And when we do our event at the end of January... For everyone who signs up this month, we'll get a free copy of the book. And if you've already signed up, we'll make sure there's another bonus for you. So we want to make sure that there's another incentive. There's going to be loads of incentives for coming to the event, but there'll be a signed copy waiting for you if you sign up for our event for 2020. Because I want people really understanding that communication is probably the most important tool that you've got if you want to focus And we don't think enough about the way we communicate, whether it's on social media, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's in writing. And still I write. So, you know, I used to do a newsletter personally. Now, you know, I do LinkedIn articles and I do some Facebook stuff, the same as you do. But you have to be thinking, what language am I communicating? There are too many uh, podcasts, TED Talks, whatever. I'm listening, I'm thinking, I don't understand what they're talking about. (laughs) I haven't got a clue what they're talking about. I don't even understand the titles. And then I'm thinking, well, obviously for the elephants, they must understand. But that means you've just you've just shut down 75% of the markets. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you talk about uh, books and, you know, in a previous episode, we were talking about how, you know, leaders are readers and all that kind of stuff. I give myself a task. Um, one of my kind of commitments I make to myself every year is to consume a minimum of 52 books. So a minimum of a book a week. And a lot of them I do while I'm traveling, listening to them on Audible. Um, you know, the last couple of years I've massively exceeded that this year, I will exceed it, but not by as great a margin as in, I think 2018, I was, you know, a hundred and something books this year is probably going to be 60 ish. Um, and still 58 more than most. Absolutely. But the, but the bigger point is this, it's like some books back to your point, I'll start reading them. I'm like, this is not a book for me now. I'm pretty persistent, so once I've decided I'm reading it, I'll very often finish it anyway. Yes, see, that's the elephant inside of you, okay? Because you like to complete things. I do, but there are some books that that completion takes forever. As in, it's, you know, every now and again, I'll dip back into it and I'll read a bit more. Um, Because my attention span's quite short. That's the monkey in me. Um, And I prefer little books I can pick up and read in a couple of hours than I do, you know, great big tones that look like they're going to work as a doorstop and everything else. The zookeeper rules for the office has two big advantages for you. There's lots of lovely pictures. I've already flicked through it. Yeah, there's there's graphics and there's colour and there's diagrams and there's, yeah. And there's things to do. And the reason we did that was that we had substance. So for the elephants, there was real communication with stuff. For the monkeys, there were great pictures. 
And for the dolphins, there was some really nice exercise of them to do. Mm-hmm. And for the lions, there's things they can plagiarise and pretend it's their own. <laughs> so, so we did all that on purpose because that way we were hitting most of the modalities of communication. So for everyone listening, I would like you to think this really carefully, that everyone you're talking to, only about 50% are getting your message. That means you've got to speak twice as much all the time if you want to get your organisation aligned to you. Or learn to communicate like a zookeeper and feed the animals the food they want, read the book Zookeeper Rules for the office, and understand that if you really want to be focused, you've got to have fewer things to focus on, your organisation's got to be aligned, and you've got to communicate really effectively and have one conversation at a time or conversations that are two-way. Yep, couldn't agree more. And talking to conversations, if you've enjoyed the conversation we've just been having with each other and with you, then um, do us a favour. Go leave us a five-star review on iTunes uh, and make sure you share this podcast to other people that would benefit from hearing uh, hearing it. So that might be other people in your workplace, other people in your personal life. But, you know, in your organisation. Exactly. But, you know, Help us get this message out there so that we can have conversations with more people and communicate with more people. And who knows, we might be able to actually solve some of the challenges going on in this world right now where people aren't listening. Your message, it starts right here. See you next week.